Welcome to APTA's Pulse Podcast. I'm Amelia Sullivan. Eliminating barriers to care, protecting scope of practice, reducing administrative burden. Those are just some of the issues for which APTA looks to lead change through advocacy. APTA's advocacy efforts include action by members, including at the chapter and section levels. But it also includes APTA's government affairs staff, which is active on Capitol Hill year-round. Justin Elliott, APTA's Vice President of Government Affairs, joined us to talk about the healthcare advocacy landscape, including why students should care and how they can get involved. Here's our conversation with Justin. Okay, Justin, so tell us a little bit about APTA Government Affairs and your role specifically. Sure. Uh, Well, APTA Government Affairs actually encompasses a a number of of areas uh, that we work on. First, is uh, the work that we do in federal government affairs, uh, and that is the work aimed at Capitol Hill uh, with members of the U.S. House and the U.S. Senate, um, and the work we do in terms of legislative advocacy, trying to get uh, bills of, uh, that are important to us passed uh, by uh, the U.S. Congress. Uh, it also encompasses work aimed at federal agencies, like the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, uh, the Veterans Administration, NIH, uh, every every uh, agency uh, that in, uh, is part of the executive branch of government and the work that we do uh, with meeting with those uh, agencies, uh, educating them about the value of physical therapy services uh, and the role that PTs play uh, in the healthcare system. And then, of course, there's the work that we do at the state level uh, with state government affairs uh, and the work that uh, APTA does in partnership with our state chapters, uh, working on bills in the various state legislatures uh, that impact uh, PT. So there's a broad range of, of areas that we focus on, both state and federal, um, legislative and uh, regulatorily. And uh, our work in government affairs is, is guided uh, first and foremost by APTA's public policy priorities. Uh, this is a document that is produced every two years and approved by the Board of Directors, uh, which really outlines what are some of the primary and priority issues uh, that APTA is going to work on over the next two years. And we do that uh, with the start of every new Congress. And so uh, the 116th Congress was just sworn in a couple weeks ago. And so with the new Congress uh, comes the new public policy priorities, which we will be, uh, which will be guiding our work uh, over the next two years. And uh, that uh, document is available uh, on the APTA website, and we're rolling that out uh, and getting that out to our components and to our members, but most importantly, getting that document out to policymakers. Uh, and then, of course, there's also the work that um, that we is guided by the APTA Public Policy and Advocacy Committee, uh, which is a board-appointed committee uh, made up of APTA members uh, that provides advice and counsel uh, on on the direction of some of our policy issues uh, to the board of directors. Uh, so there's a lot of work we do externally with uh, uh, policymakers, but also internally, making sure that we are getting input and guidance from our members and listening to what are some of the issues. Um, that are important to them. Whoa, that's a lot going on to say the least. Okay, next question. Explain the difference between state and federal affairs in the inner workings of what APTA staff do on a daily basis. Because there are staff dedicated to both areas, correct? Yes, correct. And so the the difference or the primary difference between state and federal is, you know, at the state level, um, every state uh, has its own Physical Therapy Practice Act, the licensure law. Um, and that law is put into place by the various state legislatures. And so a lot of the work that's done at the state level is to uh, ensure that those practice acts 
are modern, uh, they reflect current practice, they allow physical therapists uh, and physical therapist assistants to practice at the top of their license. Um, and so there's a lot of work done at the state level uh, to uh, modernize and revise and make sure that uh, the licensure law uh, reflects modern practice. And there's also the work we do uh, with state Medicaid, state workers' comp, uh, as well as other issues uh, at the state level, whether it is uh, the opioid crisis, um, as well as other issues related to other provider groups. Um, and so a lot of it is really uh, what you see at the state level or things that impact uh, what you can and cannot do uh, under your PT license. At the federal level, a lot of the work is really aimed at uh, federal programs uh, and making sure that physical therapists and physical therapist assistants are recognized in various federal programs. Uh, a lot of it is also dealing with payment uh, and to ensure that whether it's uh, the payment under uh, uh, Medicare or other federal programs, uh, work that we do with Department of Education, um, and uh, really trying to uh, position uh, the profession uh, so that we can have an impact on the patient on our patients' lives. So whether it is uh, trying to um, expand the role that physical therapists and physical therapist assistants have in the Indian Health Service, uh, to the role that uh, PTs play in primary care in federal programs, to the work we do uh, trying to um, uh, enact policies that will help with student loan uh, relief through the National Health Service Corps. So there is a, bi a bit of a difference. There is, though, a lot of overlap in terms of, of, of issues. So there are issues, like I mentioned before, the opioid crisis. Uh, that is something that not only Congress is working on, but a number of state legislatures are also working on. So while they are, there are certainly differences between the two, there are some issues that kind of transcend both federal and state. And we do have dedicated staff uh, that work both on state issues as well, and then dedicated staff that work on the uh, federal issues. And now for a quick break. Physical therapy takes center stage in Chicago for next 2019. Join over 2,000 fellow physical therapy professionals June 12th through 15th at a personalized conference that will energize and inspire you. Connect with some of the industry's top thought leaders, explore beyond your specialty, and get engaged with exclusive interactive content. Register before Friday, April 5th, and save 25% off on-site rates. Register today at apta.org next. And now, let's return to the show. Okay, so let's talk about the PT pack. I asked this question because the PT pack is out there, but I think a lot of people are unaware of what gets accomplished because of the pack, what it is, and how it all works. So can you explain that to us? So uh, PT PAC is a political action committee, and it's basically a way for uh, the PT profession to raise funds, raise money, so that way we can make campaign donations and provide support uh, to those policymakers who are champions of the PT profession and the patients uh, that we serve. Um, you know, the, the money that folks pay for their membership dues, uh, under law, we cannot use any of that money for uh, political or campaign support to policymakers. That is uh, against the law, and that is why we have to have a separate uh, PAC, Political Action Committee. And so that it is uh, the work of the PAC is critical because it's a way for us to really uh, show our support, again, for those policymakers who have been supportive of us and who are champions of our issues, whether it is uh, issues on direct access, uh, payment issues for PTs, uh, issues impacting uh, uh, pediatrics um, and, and students. Um, you know, we, there are so many issues that we are involved in, and it's important for us to have champions uh, on Capitol Hill. So the PAC is just a way for us 
uh, and for members uh, to, again, make sure our voice is heard. Uh, because when you look at our advocacy efforts, it's a broad range of, of, of things that we do. It's not only just the day-to-day lobby on Capitol Hill or in the state legislatures. It's the work that we do with grassroots. It's the work that we do with having uh, policymakers come in and do practice visits at clinics and facilities. It's that personal uh, relationship building. And then the PAC is what complements that by us then being able to also show, show support uh, for the campaigns of individuals who have been uh, supportive of issues that impact our patients. So, you know, fun fact is that, uh, you know, we just had an election this past uh, November and uh, PTPAC was very much involved in providing, again, bipartisan support. We provide support to both Democrats and Republicans, conservatives and liberals. For us, it's about making sure we support those candidates uh, who, who, again, support our, our, the issues that impact our patients. And 90 percent, over 90 percent of the candidates we supported um, one election or one re-election uh, this past November. So we have a great track record. And in terms of PAC size, you know, we're doing great, but we could do even better. Um, and if, if every member uh, gave uh, just $20, because uh, we have over 100,000 uh, uh, members, imagine the, the impact that we could have uh, in terms of really showing support and really making sure our voice uh, is heard. So, again, it's something that it is voluntary. It is not part of your dues. We cannot use dues, member dues for this. Uh, but if you want to learn more, be, do go to uh, the PTA PAC website, which is www.ptpac.org, and be sure to check out a little, little bit more about it and how uh, you can be involved. So let's talk about the healthcare landscape in 2019 and beyond. And as direct as I can be, I'm going to just ask you, as students, why should we care about advocacy? Well, you know, the, the healthcare landscape right now is in a, uh, is a constant state of change. There's a lot going on, a lot of change happening in both uh, the service delivery and in terms of payment models. And the reason folks should be concerned and should care and be involved and be an advocate is because we want to have a voice in how those decisions uh, on these changes are being made. Uh, because if not, those changes are going to happen without us, and we won't have a voice. And so if you care about uh, the, the scope of the, your, your scope of practice, if you care about student loan uh, debt, if you care about uh, the issues that impact uh, everyone from patients who are uh, have concussions or suffer from opioids to pediatric uh, patients, uh, it's important to make sure that your voice is heard because you're not only the voice of the PT profession, you're also the voice for your patients. And right now, the healthcare, you know, there's a, a, a big change in what we're calling to value-based care, where we're, we're changing from a fee-for-service model where you get paid for the interventions and uh, services you provided to really being more judged on your patient outcomes and what was the value of your services. And so um, it, there's a lot of change going on um, in terms of, uh, of the service delivery and, and how uh, folks are paid. Um, there's a lot of changes right now in home health and skilled nursing facilities and private practice, a lot of changes with Medicaid and the pediatric population. Um, and then we have public health issues like, again, I mentioned opioids. That is going to be a big issue that Congress is going to have to continue to work on. But we have other uh, major public health issues, everything from childhood uh, obesity uh, to uh, uh, issues impacting seniors with falls prevention. And so it's important for us to have, make sure that policymakers know that the physical therapy profession has a role to play in all of these issues, uh, whether it is uh, the, uh, issues impacting Medicare to impa issues uh, impacting uh, population health. And so, again, it's important for us to be involved, to be advocates, not, again, not only for us, 
but for our patients. And so that's why, you know, I would really encourage folks to, you know, uh, get involved, uh, learn learn about these issues, and, you know, be, be an, uh, an effective advocate. Okay, so thinking of events like APTA Student Assembly National Advocacy Dinners or Flash Action Strategies or even just tagging a congressperson on social media, does that stuff really make a difference? Do they really move the needle when it comes to advocacy efforts? And, you know, it matters a lot because, and we have the results to, to show it, you know, uh, in 2018 was an incredibly um, a successful year. Not only was the, the work, uh, advocacy work, uh, that includes things like the flash action strategy and the work on social media as well as grassroots, you know, we saw the, a permanent fix uh, to the Medicare therapy cap that was passed by Congress. Uh, we saw uh, opioids legislation that expanded the role of PT also passed by Congress. We saw legislation that protects uh, uh, physical therapists and, uh, and physical therapist assistants who travel with sports teams across state lines. Um, and so there was a lot of, 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 of things that were accomplished in 2018, but they only got accomplished because of the grassroots advocacy uh, that occurred. And so things like uh, the, the flash action strategy, uh, things like, you know, tagging your member of Congress in a, in a tweet or Facebook that is positive and, and, and uh, carries a good message uh, to the work we do with the, our federal advocacy forum, to uh, the meeting with your member of, of Congress or state legislator in your district. It's all about building a relationship and maintaining that relationship. And so that can, um, you know, you do that through a variety of channels and everything from uh, uh learning and, and, and understanding the issues through the advocacy dinners and through uh, l reading uh, the P-Team newsletter that APTA puts out to doing events like uh, having a, a policymaker come to your school or facility to see firsthand uh, what physical therapy is. And so uh, it's a whole wide range of act advocacy activities uh, and social media, the grassroots, making phone calls. Uh, it does make a difference because bit by bit, uh, if everyone participates uh, and everyone uh, gets involved, that is, again, raises the level of our voice so that uh, we are heard. And now for a quick break. Would you like to save hundreds of dollars on APTA membership? If you're a student member of APTA, the Career Starter Dues Program provides discounted membership dues over the first five years of your career. Participants in the program also receive a free registration to APTA's next conference and exposition the first year after graduation. Learn more at APTA.org slash career starter dues. Now let's return to the show. Okay, so all those little things do add up and they do matter. So there's the answer to that question. Next question. So tell us all the ways that students can get involved in professional advocacy, both state and federal. Well, one of the easiest things that folks can do is download the APTA advocacy app on your uh, on your phone, and that's a great tool that uh, helps you keep up to date on issues that are, are happening. That's how we send out action alerts. Uh, it's a way for you to also uh, connect with your, uh, your uh, members of Congress. Um, if you have, I mentioned the PT newsletter publication that comes out. Um, that provides an update on the various bills that we are working on and tracking. And so that's a great way just to keep informed as to what's going on. 
Um, we do have two forums every year. One is the federal APTA Federal Advocacy Forum, which is here in D.C., and that's going to be March uh, 31st to April 2nd uh, at the JW Marriott in downtown D.C., and you can find out more, and registration is now open for the Federal Advocacy Forum. And that's a great uh, two-and-a-half-day event where we, again, uh, do training edu and education on how to be effective an effective advocate. And then we have meetings up on Capitol Hill with policymakers. The other forum that we have is the state uh, forum, the state payment and policy forum, which is in September, and that's focused on issues that impact the profession at the state level. So those are two great events uh, to learn and become uh, trained on, on advocacy and the issues. And then, of course, getting involved uh, with your state chapter. Um, every state chapter has a, a government affairs or a policy committee, um, and that's a great way to volunteer to be involved uh, at the local level with those issues uh, that are happening in your state legislature. And of course, we're always looking for what are known as key contacts, and those are folks who are volunteers uh, who are willing to be a key contact for their member of, of Congress. And the, the key contacts are tasked with developing a personal one-on-one -on -one relationship, uh, say, with their member who, of the House of Representatives. And so that way, it's, part, again, part of the way to uh, assist the overall advocacy effort. So there's a lot of different ways that folks can get involved, um, everything from just downloading the app to coming to a, a uh, one of the advocacy forums. And you can go to APTA.org and click on Advocacy, and we have additional information there about ways that folks can get involved. So last thing, Justin, I want to give you a chance to talk directly to members, especially to those people who have yet to get involved in advocacy efforts. So I think that, you know, the one thing I, I hear a lot from members is uh, how surprised they are at the number of issues that we're working on. Uh, and the other thing is how easy it is. Um, that, again, uh, we try to make it easy. Uh, your level of involvement could be, you know, donating to the PAC and, and downloading the app to being a, a key contact and coming to the forum. So um, I think that, again, it's, it's something that, um, you, you know, we can make it easy for you and just any, any amount of involvement is critical. Uh, because, again, the more folks we have involved, the, the louder our voices. Justin, thank you so much. I know you're a super busy guy, so thank you for coming on the podcast. All right. My pleasure. Thank you so much. To learn more about APTA's advocacy efforts, legislative priorities, and how you can get involved, visit APTA.org slash advocacy. APTA podcasts like this one are available on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify or by visiting apta.org slash podcasts. I'm Amelia Sullivan. Thanks for listening.